Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Ramon Chavez from El Three Online. You are listening to VS Podcast. Represento mi bandera, lo grito por donde quiera. Mexicano 100%, no existe ni una barrera. Mucho menos nos separa una frontera. Con papel o sin papeles, yo vivo a mi manera. No me importa en cualquier país. Si el cielo se pone negro, gris. Escuchando a Gerardo Ortiz. Celebrando fiestas patrias con dos Genesis. Cantamos mariachi y en acapela. Miramos a diario con los jefes. La pinche novela. Hola, amigos de Pancho Villas Army. Aquí es Sargento with another episode of Villas Podcast. Coming to you from a new platform and a new view. So we're excited, um, trying something new every single time, adding and building on this amazing podcast. So before we get started, we have a lot to talk about, right? I mean, the Selección uh, just went through several matches leading up to hopefully Qatar 2022, looking pretty good, but I want to hear and want to have a good discussion of where do we feel, you know, as fans right now, uh, at the same time, we're going to invite a frequent offender, uh, one that, uh, you know, again, fan favorite, even though she says she doesn't, I definitely think we all agree she's fan favorite. Uh, we'll talk about our project in the beginning, uh, just got released, and then from there, we're going to invite our guests. Um, again, good, good friend of ours has, uh, you know, partnered with us for several events, um, is local here to Arizona, so we have that connection, and of course, we'll get to hear his story. But with that, let's go ahead and introduce my co-host today. Gabby. Hi, 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 everybody. How are you, my friend? Thank you for that hi. warm welcoming, as usual. <laughs> you are welcome, and thank you for again accepting. I always like last. Thank minute, you for having me again. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm like, Gabby. Uh, what are you doing <laughs> this day at this time? And you're like, uh, I'm good. Like you are always down. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so far I've been like, yeah, I can do that. I can. I, I hope there's not a day where I'm like, oh my god, I cannot make it. But I'm glad to be here. I know. And I'm glad to help. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be so popular that you're like, okay, I don't know, Z. Um, like, maybe... uh, like, let me check. Let, let me, let me talk to my manager. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, of course not. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to help. So um, really quick, <laughs> we, we started our other project, Stash and Lash, on uh, Friday. Uh, so again, yes! if you haven't seen this yes! brand new project, we did our pilot on Friday. And uh, hey, just check it out. You know, again, this is all about soccer, La Selección, Pancho Villa's Army, what unites us around soccer. But Stash and Lash mm -hmm. is around what unites us around living across the border from two different you know, parts of the country. So right, where I'm, I'm a Mexican in the U.S., Gabby's a Mexican in Mexico. Uh, and we just talk about what are what are similarities and what are some differences is how we see the world from each side of the border. So give it a try, watch it, um, and you're gonna have you're gonna have a good time. I just can't, you know that's all I can say, right? Check for sure, for sure, you're gonna have a good time. And thank you so far for all the support. Thank you so much. It's been amazing, and we're really excited, and we are happy to making to be making this project together. Thank you. Yes, 100% agree. But you know what? It's enough about us. It's all about our guests. We invite guests. We reach out to uh, folks in the soccer community that are just doing things, that are putting things into action, that have a passion for La Selección, a passion for soccer, and again, have that connection with PVA. Uh, and this next guest checks all the boxes. Plus, um, he's probably one of the younger guests that we've had in a while. We've usually had, uh, you know, some, ah. you know. Some arrugados and viejitos aquí en el podcast, Coronel, you know, is one of them. Um, <laughs> but let's go ahead and introduce our next guest. Um, again, you have seen him or heard from him from his own podcast, El Cafecito Podcast, which is all about 
Um, again, the generation, his generation talking about topics that uh, are important to them. Um, it, again, he'll talk more about that. Also, he has partnered up and does a lot of things with our great friends from Madrid Online um, and, and would like to talk more about him. But with that, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Don Ramon. Ramon Chavez, Hi, Ramon. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having You guys make me feel so young, you know? Me, I you bet know. you are. Yeah, I'll Dude, take you know you're young. Calmate, man. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, you don't even have a, a single white hair. You don't even. Oh, I got, your, I got some curtains right behind me, so it's got to peek over my shoulder a little bit. But no, but thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining us, man. And again, um, you know, I like inviting folks kind of just saying parameters. And I always wonder what shirt or jersey are you going to wear? And right off the bat, you definitely, um, you know, are already earning some points. So this podcast is going to go the 60 minutes. We're not going to cut it short. Um, you have, uh, you know, Manchester United. Uh, imagine you're a big fan or are you just a Cristiano Ronaldo fan because I know he's back. So, so a little bit of both, to be honest. Uh, originally, I mean, growing up, I had no idea about English soccer, uh, especially growing up in Mexico. Um, but once I got to the U.S. Uh, and Chicharito made that transfer uh, over there to, to Manchester, that's when I was like, hey, I, this is my team. This is my guy. And so uh, it just happened to coincide with, you know, Ronaldo being there. So, uh, and everything's working out. He came back. He scored two goals today. So, no, everything's really great. So, I'm wearing the shirt. Probably going to rock it later on today, too. So, <laughs> nice. Life is good, man. Life is good. Good. I, I love that. Um, of course, I'm representing um, Raul Jimenez's team, the Wolves, uh, one of my favorite jerseys. Um, I actually wanted the green one. Um, that just was hard to get after a while, man. And, and I think you have to get it, you know, it's just you have to go on the hunt for it. Um, yeah. that, that one is super nice. Like that, that one is super nice. Yeah. Like, like I know. I know. And I'm so, wearing hey, three. And I'm wearing three. You're wearing a three, the, uh, the you know, three. a few generations back and, and a really popular one. I like that, that stone one. So, again, always cool to talk about what we're wearing, what we decided to wear. We probably have a nice collection, you know, as we as we start building our fandom. But you know what? Let's go to your origin story, uh, you know, Ramon. Tell us a little bit about you know where you're from originally, born and raised. Kind of tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, my story, you, you guys probably heard it from other people. Kind of similar. You know, I moved here when I was young. Um, I was originally born in Nogales, Sonora, which is three hours away from Phoenix. Uh, my family's from uh, Sinaloa and Baja California, so that's that's where uh, I guess my origins come from. But uh, but yeah, I grew up there um, in Nogales. Uh, my my family is, is crazy about football and soccer and just watching it and playing and they 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 were always involved in leagues and, and so that's that's where my passion came from. Um, I moved over here when I was young. Um, unfortunately, here in the U.S., it was really hard to really like just go out on the streets and play like how it is in Mexico, or how it was when I was growing up, where you just go to a park or latina and then people are playing and like, hey, can I join? And you just keep playing, but. Uh, once when I came to the U.S., the, my interest kind of waned down just because, again, the accessibility of, of playing here. Um, and then got more into basketball and other stuff. But you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? Let's just get back into it. And, and right now is such a crazy time where you can basically watch any soccer game on the planet. <laughs> you know, like before you couldn't <laughs> do that. So uh, it's it's awesome that you know that I'm able to I'm able to have all this access to it. And, um, so that basically kind of re-sparked my interest in, in soccer. And this happened a few years ago. And so I'm, I'm you know, head over heels about it right now. Watch the English Premier League, IMX, MLS. And I've been watching some, like, African qualifiers because they're on. So it's, just, it's fun to watch it, man. So it's, it's always a good time. Wow. 
that is awesome, man. Yeah, it, it, I'm curious to know. Like again, you you were getting bored. how? Well, first of all, how old were you when you came to the states? Uh, so I was I was around ten. Okay, so ten. Yeah. So at that point, man, you're like in your peak when it comes to playing, and you're you know you're very active and wanting yeah, to go yeah. out. So what 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 made it different? You know, you said from being in Mexico and it was just going out, picking up some games and doing that. Why do you think yeah. it was different when you came to the U.S.? Uh, I'm. I don't know. Maybe I, I really couldn't really explain it. Uh, but as far as like just over there, like when you're young, you're you get out of. First of all, when you're in in, in school at lunch, you're playing soccer, you're playing football. And el recreo. And el recreo, exactly. Uh, I remember where where we used to play. Sometimes we could someone didn't have a ball or we forgot it, so we would just get a, a gallon of milk, and then just like dump it out, and then that's what we would play with, like just mm-hmm. the, the plastic thing around, just because it's fun and. So you put your backpacks and you make the little goals and you just play with your friends and whatever. Once you're done with classes, you go eat, you do your homework, and then you can go hang out. Because where I used to live, uh, it's called El Manantial, so shout out to, to my neighborhood over there. But um, they used to have like a little soccer field. And so people would just get the ball, play, and then sometimes you get the big kids. So you have to wait till they get off and then you can play. So it was just so like everywhere. You, there's goals everywhere. You don't really have to book anything like here. The lights are on so you can play at night. So once you get over here to the U.S., though, it's like, oh, well, you can't use that park because it's, uh, they're playing baseball. The lights uh, are off at seven, so you can't come look at. Yeah, night. I mean, soccer was not that big back then in the U.S., yeah. right? What, yeah. what, like, 20 years ago, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard to, like, just find a team or a place to play. And uh, my dad's actual, his, his favorite sport is basketball. So as soon as he mm-hmm. heard that I had some interest, he's like, oh, well, let's go play. So he kind of yeah. more put me over there and, and it kind of helped that the Suns were really good with Steve Nash and all those guys at that time so mm-hmm. my dad was happy about it but I remember one time I asked my mom because I don't know if you guys ever watch on NBC on the local networks they would be like hey there's a soccer team the niños de, quin- de once a trece si quieren venir a jugar and then I would tell my mom like can you take me and she's like oh that's all the way on the west side we're not gonna go over there so it's just, <laughs> it's just really hard like, I, like just to find a team and a place to play and you know, I'm sure my parents just didn't want to drive me everywhere. So it's, <laughs> it's really different from Mexico. So my the folks that are not from from Arizona, um, you know, Phoenix is a, is is big, right? And, and we call you know the, the Maricopa County is just this huge county of you know bit bit you know other cities, right? So Phoenix is probably the hub, but then you have like Mesa, Tempe, Chandler, mm-hmm. Gilbert, Avondale. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. But it's quite a it's quite a distance, you know. Even though some people probably have farther distances between cities, we're all crammed together. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently live on the in the east side, and um, you know it gets a whole different world compared to the west side. West side is I can I can I live there. I, I grew up there, mm-hmm. and it's like little Mexico, right? There's like I I went to Maryville, which Maryville is like primarily you know a lot of Mexicanos and, and you know um, other other minority groups as well, but. Uh, you know that's that's like where, where Mexico is like. You get you get all the mercados, you get the uh, you know the carnicerias. You can yeah. find a lot of the stuff from Mexico there. But then I moved to the to the east side, and it's it's not that common. And nope. I'm just like, that's my goal. Maybe Gabby, maybe maybe I'll just open up a carniceria here and just yeah, our, that's a good idea. Carnicerias, <laughs> carnicerias el bigote or something. I don't know. Um, but it's hard. I have to drive all, to 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 stay. Um, is like yeah dude everything's over there now you're seeing more i mean there's a lot of you know but it's all club ball it's you have to pay or it's co-ed and there's not the level of competition in like the the free ones unless you want to pay 
So I can totally see that evolution happening, man. So I, I'm glad I, you know, I was curious because I felt the same way. When I came to the U.S. a long, long before you, <laughs> and, uh, this, is, this is in the 80s and uh, early 90s, and similar thing. My, my parents, instead of putting me on soccer, they put me in other sports. I played baseball, football, I wrestled, um, and I'm just like, I, I, I enjoyed it, but then I go back, I'm like, dude, why did you put me in soccer, man? I love it. I, I, I could have, I could have been the next freaking, you know, messy man. I'm, I have his height, you know, so that's all I need. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. No, and Gabby, you... it's just, it's just tough, you know. And, and that's, that's yeah. what I mean. Like for me, it was just, I was just so used to like, hey, you know, it's six o'clock, let's go play with my friends. And here in the U.S., you have to make a play date, has to be coordinated. You can't just go meet somewhere and play. And, and like, I mean, like in Mexico, everyone just knew the spot. Like you go to the spot, you bring your cleats, you bring your shoes. Even if you don't yeah. have shoes, you just go play. And it's you, you just know. you just play on the street. I mean, just last yeah. night outside my door, there were a bunch of kids playing outside. Like it, you can play anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. You get and, the ball and kids in Mexico yeah. <laughs> don't have no shame, dude. They would literally walk up to your door and knock and be like, hey, is that, is that Ramon? Get yeah. that? Exactly. And, and here in the U.S., it's like it's, they're probably texting Hey, what are you doing? I don't know. We don't, what, you want to get online? Yeah, let's play. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's different generation, so I'll admit that. So I, it's, it's, I think it's really hard for me to judge the current kids just because of the climate as well. But I yeah. miss it, man. I miss just like mm-hmm. you know, you you would go eat whatever your mom's doing, whatever. It's like oh, I, I regreso. And it's like be back before the lights go off. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll be back. You go play. You're all drenched in sweat and stuff, and you go home yeah. and you gotta. That, that's like I miss it, man. It was a good time. It's a good time, man. Yeah, it's a good time. And now that we get in, we get, get getting older here, and our bones aren't doing what they used to. <laughs> uh, so you know, you, we still have to stay in shape. So it's good, you know, to still do it as you get older, just to kind of you know bond, get together, have fun, and, and do those things. Because if you don't, your body's gonna gonna remind you, hey, you haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta ease me into it. No, um, no. All right. So a couple more things. You said a lot of good things. This is what I love about you know kind of getting to know you. Um, you did mention the Suns, um, and Gabby's going to hate this because she doesn't know anything about basketball. I don't know anything um, about basketball. I, I thought you were going to say you hate the Suns. No, I, I actually don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, so no, you're going to love the you Suns. You got me there. We'll talk about today, yeah. But, uh, you know, again, the Phoenix Suns has a player, you know, in Booker, and he has Mexican origins, right? His mom is Mexican, and um, I think it's been good for the community, you know, and good for, for Arizona to have, especially for the, the younger generation or the current generation or it doesn't matter what generation to have that connection uh, yeah. because there's a lot of fans that are mexican americans but i think it just added another level more awareness and and I, what i love about it and, and i mean i want to hear your perspective uh, ramon is i love that he's embracing it too because he even said hey i grew up uh was at north in, in this is it the midwest or what have you and then came to to arizona and i'm like hey this is like my i i grew i i know some of this stuff like i'm from my mom but now it's everywhere right so I think he's embraced it. Like, he's, like, all in, dude. Uh, what are your thoughts? No, I, I, when I heard uh, that he was, like, Mexican, I was like, that fuck is Mexican? Like, I was yeah. just surprised. <laughs> like, I just couldn't fathom it. And then turns out that his grandpa or, or some side of his, you know, mom's side is from Nogales. Yeah. So yeah. that's I was like, yo, like, this this dude, like, I could have, like, been his cousin. And, like, <laughs> uh, so, you know, when I heard that, I was like, man, this is awesome. And uh, I know a couple of years back pba did something with the suns they they had like a whole kind of cheering section um i think it was like a game, a game against the raptors or the bucks or whatever but it was just really great to see that man and it was so awesome 
just need the support uh, from the PVA crew because it wasn't the sport, you know, that they typically do. But they were out there supporting. Um, and and I, I love the, the looks that people were giving us because we were into it, man. It was like a, a boring second quarter or whatever. But you have like Los Tacores, everybody's going nuts. Like it's like the World Cup final. And you don't <laughs> see that at the Suns game unless they're like winning or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy how much the atmosphere was. But I, I love the fact that Devin Booker is, is embracing his roots. Um, he, I think he stated that he's, he doesn't know much about it. So he's learning a lot. Um, and so I, I respect that, you know, I, you know, it's something like if I found out that I was a certain ethnicity or nationality on, on, you know, whatever my parents side, I would take some time to look into that too, you know? And, and so I I think it's beautiful that he's embracing it. And because obviously Phoenix is is close to Mexico and it has a huge Hispanic and Latin population. And so I think it just motivates people like us to say, you know what? This guy busting his butt, you know, for us on the court. I'm going to do the same, you know, at my job, for my family, whatever. It just kind of gives you that good example. And so I'm rooting for him. It was sad that they couldn't win in the finals, but the whole time I was rooting for him, and, and I hope nothing nothing but good things happen. And, and the thing, too, is that, you know, in the NBA, I don't know uh, if you guys know too much about it, but sometimes the superstars don't stay with their team just because they're not winning. But this guy said, this is my city. And so it, yeah. And so when he said I read that, that, yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, man, so Phoenix hasn't won in like 10 years. I've never won a championship. And he said, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to bring something to Phoenix. So like when you hear that from a guy, like that's, that's, that just motivates you. So I, I love him, yeah. wish him the best. And I hope the Suns continue to be good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Gabby, again, you know, again, maybe something to cheer for, right? Booker, Mexicano. Okay. Maybe that's my first clue. Maybe that can be my team because there's yeah. a Mexican guy in there. I don't and know. And he's loyal and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's hard not to like, dude. I mean, even the whole NBA just can't help but gravitate towards the guy, right? Because yeah. Hey, and person. just, and just on the cheese side of the story, he's dating Kendall Jenner, right? Do you know that? <laughs> that's no, some cheese me. That's some cheese me. Yeah, so I, I, my girlfriend will send me stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care. I, I try, I try not to get into that. I'm just like, and not when uh, I was worried. when I first came out. I'm like, see, oh, I know God. who he is because he's dating a Kardashian. Yeah, all of our PBA members are like, ¿Qué, qué es esto de la ¿Qué? ¿Qué? What? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys, but I know who no. he is now. I know who he no. is. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, let's, let's move past that because we just lost like 50%, 80% of our audience. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into, you did mention, you brought up the PVA. Yeah, it was awesome. Again, shout out to Phoenix PVA. Um, everybody involved. We have a lot of amazing members. You know, again, El Coronel is a big part of that, but as well as, um, you know, our captain, um, our, our captain Fonzo. Um, then you have just members after members, dude. Everybody gets involved. Everybody puts their, you know, get gets that connection. And I, I don't know how that happened. Maybe we'll get them on and talk about. Hey, how did how, did the Phoenix Suns reach out to to, to us, or did we proactively? I, mean, I want to say the Phoenix Suns reached out. They're probably wanting to to, to build off this momentum. Yeah. So we'll look into that. But it was cool that you were a part of that. But I'm going to tell us about your connection with PVA. Was that was that your connection, or did you did you know about PVA prior? How did you how did you know about Pancho Villa's army? So the first time I ever like heard about it was uh, through a mutual friend. Um, his name was uh, Kevin, Kevin Calvo. Yeah. And I was, uh, I think I was just hiking or something. And then he came up to me and he's like, hey, you went to North High School, right? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? Like, did you go there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we started talking about 
soccer and, and you know what he did at the high school and and he said you know what i am i am, i rep this crew the pba crew Bancholia's army and uh and he's like come out we go we, we do watch parties we do events and i'm like oh, okay cool and uh i think this was around like the uh that copa america that was here in the u.s um a few years ago and so he's like hey you know we're, we're getting tickets if you want to purchase some you know let me know and so i i i did uh i remember they had this whole event at westgate and they're like come to come to stall or whatever whatever the place is called and the, it was popping like the, the tambores that you had the flares the walks in the stadium so when i saw that everyone's really nice man it's like no nobody's like <laughs> no everyone's really nice like hey how did you hear about us you know what do you need like i'm you know i'm so and so i think I, that's when i met coronel um and so yeah everyone was just really nice and that's why i embraced it you know because i uh, the the how friendly people were and you know uh, everybody's like hey come out to the watch party hey we're gonna do this we're gonna do that so they're just always so active and i think that's awesome to have and again like i made the point earlier that the u.s is really hard to find places to like either play or talk about soccer or be involved and and these people were just so friendly and and then when i found out it was like a national thing it was even better because now you like every, like wherever you go there's like a chapter and you know you can have fun and you know these people are gonna like, be receptive and friendly so that's how i heard about it and then I, I just kept bugging kevin i was like hey when's the next thing like let's go let's have fun <laughs> Uh, and I think they did a, a watch party at the uh, in, the wing the wing place on the south side. I forget the name. It, it was like a Mexico USA game. It was like a qualifier, the last one. And it was so fun. Oh, uh, native, native, native. Native. Yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. And yeah, it was just awesome the place we had. We went there for a World Cup game, and so that's what I mean. Like, I, it's just great people, man. And so wherever you go, you know they're gonna be lit. They're gonna be hype. Like I was just in Denver a few months ago, and they were there. Uh, el ambiente. So it's just fun, man. Like, I, I love it. I love, you know, I'm not like an official member, but I love being part of it. And I love, you know, being with everybody. And, and so that's what I mean. It's just a great, great place. As soon as, as soon as you join us for a party, as soon as you purchase tickets through us, you're a member, dude. That's it. It, it doesn't, it's not, you know, there's no fee, right? Yeah. You just have to be. So, dude, I mean, you're a member for sure, bro. Um, and if you don't have a scarf or anything, it's all right. You know, just, you know, just uh, ask for one. We'll give you one, you know, like this. this we're all about, Connections and Coronel has. I mean, come on, you know Coronel. You actually you invited him to your podcast at one one episode. Um, he was and he was. Um, I I don't know what he was just like talking. He nonstop about it. Oh, dude, we dude. dude I did, I was a part of this you know podcast uh, with Ramon and it was. I love the flow, the format. Um, so he just kept you know praising the podcast and you inviting him and he loved it, that you what you guys are doing. And that's where he kept he kept using that as a saying, hey, we need to do something like that. So yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but dude, it was because of oh. your invite with the coronel mm-hmm. that sparked me and him talking about it. And I, you know, oh. me bringing it up, we should do a podcast. He's like, yeah, do I just, you know, don't, uh, don't the cafecito podcast? They did this. Yeah. So you were really the big uh, factor or big major factor of us kind of looking oh. at it and thinking <laughs> about know. going that route. So there, there you go, man. Here it is, exclusive. It was a Cafecito podcast wow. that inspired us. inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I'm glad, man. And and that's what, you know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But that, that's what I really want to do with El Cafecito. Just, you know, have have people, you know, like spark their own ideas and, and move with it and inspire them, you know. Because we're a small podcast. So we, we're not like worldwide or anything. But as long as like I hear a story like that, man, it just uh, it makes yeah. me feel what I'm doing is worthwhile, you know. And so I appreciate that. 
Yeah, no, and I think, um, you know, Coronel, I know he's going to be watching this. Um, he can echo this and, and talk about it. He can even share it because that's definitely what it was. He's just like, he, he just loved how you, how you, first of all, how, you know, how the setup was, the flow, I think the conversation. Um, and he just kept going. I'm like, all right, man. All right. You know what? I, I was, I was a little jealous. I was like, all right. Okay. Whatever. Okay. I hear you, man. And he just kept going. I'm like, all right. And a cafecito. I hear you. And then I watched it. I'm like, okay, he's right. This is pretty good. Like, you have a good flow. Oh, thank you. Uh, but uh, there you go. Exclusive there, man. Yeah, it's funny how those things come up. I didn't even I wasn't even planning on that. And I'm going, oh, man, that's right. It was the inspiration <laughs> of us kind of looking into this. And, and here is here we are today. And yeah. it just continued to grow, dude. And, and to your point, and this is why we do this, right? We do this because we have we're not doing it for, you know, we're not making tons of money. We're not, you know, all the, the fame and glory. We're doing it because we have a passion for it. We It's a yeah. side project. It's something that we want to do. Right. No, definitely. So, Let's go into that then. So now, you know, that's the PVA connection. Tell us about how you started even, even podcasting, first of all, and yeah. how the origins of the Cafecito podcast started and maybe a little bit more about what it's all about. Yeah, no, um, uh, our podcast started as, you know, how every podcast start where, you know, we're just hanging out and talking and then we think we're so we're so funny and hilarious that we just want to start our own podcast. <laughs> that, that, honestly, that's how it started. We were just that's like how sta- that's, a, that's how stand-up comics start too. They think I'm the funniest guy, and then they go on yeah. stage and realize, I this is harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you're right uh, because it was hard to. Uh, I mean, I don't have a technical background. I've never done audio. I've never done video. Nothing like that. And so we basically just had to start from scratch. So so I, I got my friends to kind of you know jump on it. it, it originally, it was four of us. Um, and yeah, we just kind of like practiced and talked and, and I was kind of trying to see like how you're saying, like how the flow is going to go and what are we doing, you know, all that stuff. And, and it took a long time, man, for us to feel comfortable, first of all, talking in, in a mic and then, you know, keeping the conversation going, you know, because you, you don't realize how much, how long a second is un- until you're in a mm. podcast. <laughs> True. And so, it was hard work, man. Yeah, and so uh, no, but like it, it was fun. Like I think part of the part of the journey is the best part, being like being part of the journey. And you know, I remember when we started, we we didn't have any mics. We didn't even know we needed mics. We just thought we could do it on the phone. We had a a Beats headphone, like to use the mic, and so we were just kind of passing it around. Terrible, <laughs> terrible first episode. Um, but eventually, you know, we, we got the mics. Uh, we got a sponsor. So uh, I talked to the owner of Co- Co- uh, Cobra Arcade Bar. I'm, I'm not sure if you have heard of that here in Phoenix. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're like everywhere too, though, right? They're in other cities, yeah. yeah. They're in Tucson, and I think they're, they're continuing to open places. And so I talked to the owner. I, I uh, pitched my idea to him, and he said, how much money do you need? And I gave, uh, gave him the amount and wrote the check. I'm taking and- notes right now. <laughs> Gabby, nope. let's go. Work on your magic. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I will. I promise. I'll tell you a little story about that one. It was the the first time that Bad Bunny, well, I don't know if it was the first time, but the, the concert before this next one that's coming out of Bad Bunny. So we went to Bad Bunny. Obviously, I was late and a little tipsy, you know. <laughs> uh, we go to the after party, which is at Stardust, and I see the owner. I'm like, I the owner. Like, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to him. Yes. I got to do something. And again, this is the liquid courage talking, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> That's the best kind of courage. Yes. I'm like, let me talk to you about my podcast, man. And so he's really nice, awesome guy. And uh, shout out to Ariel. And and he listened to me and he's like, you know what? Send me a DM. We'll talk. We'll come come down and we really talk about it because it's a a busy night. I'm like, okay, cool. 
send him a DM. Uh, we met like a couple days later, and he's like, I love it. I love the concept. Uh, let me know how much you need. I'll write you the check, pick it up, you're good. So we're able to get mics and stands and all that stuff, and and it just bumped the quality level of our podcast. Just again, because sometimes the equipment is, is what you need. Yeah. Um, and and that's how we really got started. You know, before we were using like USB mics, we we're recording off of one computer. Like it was just crazy how much we were doing, and I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to you know compress and do all this stuff, and and I still don't really know, but I get it done. <laughs> and I think that's part of the fun too. Um, and then right now our Capacito uh, is diving more into video. Uh, so we're doing more videos now. But yeah, man, it was just awesome. Just uh, I, I, we launched on my birthday, which was April 10th, uh, 2018, 2019. Um, and yeah, so we've been doing it for three years. And yeah, man, we've, we've done, you know, we're almost to like 70 episodes, something like that. But yeah, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's 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 a lot of work. Um, but, yeah. you know, like like you're saying, like hearing these things like Coronel saying, you know, it just inspires you to keep going. And that's what I tell my team. I'm like, guys, like people that are listening to us like care like it's not we're just not speaking to into the void because we see the follows we see the views you know uh the messages we get like, oh man we missed you guys like, you guys haven't recorded in a month like we missed you like talking yeah. about it so it, we don't do it for the fame but we do it because you know i feel like there's a lot of people like us and they they want to hear our story um and because of the cafecito man nothing but great things have come to my life like it's it's crazy how much people respect what you know the podcast is like it's a, a little bit of a stereotype where like oh you do a podcast too oh okay <laughs> like <laughs> interesting and and i'm not I'm not interesting i'm just like you and, and uh you know i'm just like you and everybody else but yeah. i think what makes us interesting is the fact that we have a friendship and that we, we really care about our community we want to see needs grow and and we and we you know care and i think people see that and so hopefully we can continue to grow but thanks to El Capacito, like numerous doors have opened and i'm nothing but grateful to the people that have supported you know like the listeners and, and again ariel the sponsors everybody that's been supporting and you know my girlfriend she's the one that has to deal with me editing like till three in the morning and you know <laughs> so, another show oh okay i thought we we're gonna hang out i'm like i'm sorry like <laughs> So it's like it's a lot of work, man. But I love it, and I, I hope I can continue to do it. And, and like I said, I'm nothing but grateful and thankful for everything that's come from it. You know what, um, dude? Thank you again for sharing that story because honestly, it's one of those things. You said a lot of things that I'm just like, yes, 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 because it's one of those things that everybody everybody has a podcast. Everybody, a, it's not it's not like something new anymore. Yeah. But it's the it's the folks that stick to it because everybody who starts it. But then you see a couple episodes and they disappear because they know how hard work it is, the sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, the consistency, you know. I mean, just trying to get guests is not easy, right? Like reaching out and people are just busy. And the more it's becoming, people will be like, okay, yeah. But, but once you have a voice, once you have an audience, once you have, a, a, a you know, a, a following, you know, it's worth it. And, and I'm glad and I'm glad I was able to share that story to you because honestly, I wasn't even planning on it. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, like, yes. And, and that's just another, you know, another fuel to your fire, right? To go, dude, yeah, we're doing something good. Yeah. And it's always trial and error, dude. Everybody has crappy episodes at first. Yeah. And then you get better, right? So, and we learn from each other. So the fact that you're sharing this stuff, like, that's what Gabby was like, I'm taking notes. So basically, <laughs> yeah. Gabby's going to go get liquid courage and just start talking to owners of, of things and, and going, hey, we have a podcast. Uh, Stay tuned on Twitter for my drunk tweets. Like, hey, I'm meeting somebody right now. 
I'm getting a sponsor right now. I'm live. I'm live. I'm live streaming right now. I'm about yes, to exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. To me, to me, it's funny, but like those are the the chances you have to take. Like I'm yeah. not, exactly. I'm not exactly. Like a guru. I'm not here to tell you. I'm not like a counselor. But I feel, I feel like the the best decisions I've ever made in my life is when I say, you know what, it's now or never. Yeah. That, yeah. Hundred percent. Like uh, you know the. The reason I'm, I wanted to do all of this was because before I started the podcast, uh, you know, I won't dive into it, but I was like in a, a dark period in my life. You know, things weren't really yeah. well. And I just kind of told myself, I'm like, look, man, you just got to do it. You just got to do what you're passionate about. If it doesn't work out, then you at least tried and you you keep that knowledge forever. So yeah. like, I'm not afraid of failing. If I fail, that's when you learn. If and you try again. Yeah. And, and you if, try again. Well, sometimes you don't look at things that can be improved. And I think that's. That's the thing as humans that we, I feel like, and I, I don't want to get too philo- philosoph- philosophical, but the more you fail, the more you learn, the better you become as a person and the mm-hmm. better you ultimately will be. And so, you yeah. know, if, if you want to do something, just do it. And like, uh, and how Z was saying, you got to stick with it. The, the most, uh, common question that I get about the podcast is how do I make my own podcast? Yeah. Cool. I'll teach you how to do it. Boom, 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 boom. I should be charging for telling you, yeah. but I'm going to do it for free. They do <laughs> one episodes and then they stop forever yeah that's it and they kind of didn't like it whatever but the people that do it consistently like you're saying those are the ones that are successful and i think you can apply it to life the more you focus and and the more you invest into it and the the more passion you you put into it the more you're gonna get from it and so i i think that's something you know to to take note yeah 100 percent, man this is great you know this is what i love about first of all you know the pva podcast is because we're like hey there are people out there that that have ideas and it doesn't have to be a podcast it can be anything And this is also helping our community, our soccer community, be like, hey, you know, if you have an idea, yes, it's going to suck at first. You're going to make mistakes. It's not going to be pretty. But if you learn from those mistakes, if you learn from each other and you stick to it, Mm -hmm. you will get better at it and you will learn. And you you know what? If it is one person, two people, you're going to change some lives. You're going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're going to get better, dude. And you know what? A lot of people are scared of that because, you know, our community you know we're gonna we're the, we're the you know we're gonna we're continue to grow as as a as a minority, mm-hmm. uh, but we're gonna be the <laughs> we could be the majority one day. You know when it comes to being Latinos, right, and Hispanics, and we have to learn and teach each other. Don't hold it to ourselves. Yeah. And even then, you know, I, I do fall in that trap. I'm not gonna lie. When someone's gonna start, I'm like, oh, dude, if they're successful, like if I teach them something and they just blow up, I'll be like, dude, this sucks. I'm so jealous. I hate that. I hate them. But I'm like, why? Why am I doing that? Yeah. Be happy for them. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? It's gonna it's gonna pay it forward, right? It's something's gonna happen, but we gotta get away from that, man. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that, man. And um, you know, just to be clarified, can you tell us again what is your goal in this podcast? So folks that are listening to PVA right now, um, to this podcast, what what are they gonna get from your podcast? What's your what's what's your you know your your, your niche or what what are they gonna get from listening to you guys? Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie, we do kind of have a broad niche uh, when it comes to our podcast. So, but El Cabecito podcast was founded on one idea, which is to highlight things in the Hispanic and Latinx community that are important to us. So we talk about relationships. We talk about like during the election, I I constantly talked about uh, how important it is to vote for our community. You know how being together strengthens us and and creates this dynamic where we can advocate for more things. And so uh, we do that. Uh, you know, talk, we don't really talk politics, but more about community-based solutions. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I love that. Um, and then you know, we talk about sports, we talk about movies, 
and like I said, it's it's really broad, but we we put our own little sazon on it, you know, like our our first because uh, all of our our friends are first generation uh, Mexican Americans or or immigrants, and so we talk about how it was in Mexico, what you know, how our families react to it, and a lot of people can relate to that. The fact that you know your your mom was cleaning at five in the morning on un sábado. <laughs> You're like, what the heck's going on, man? And so stuff like that. And we just have fun with it. You know, we, we try not to get super deep, but, you know, some topics do require that. Uh, but like I said, if you're looking for a podcast where you can get the point of view of first generation uh, Mexican-Americans or immigrants, then, you know, come check us out. Like I said, we talk about all sorts of stuff, mostly about Phoenix uh, stuff, like our favorite restaurants, things to do. Lately, we have been interviewing uh, several people. Uh, for example, we had Lucas Aziz, which uh, which uh, he is uh, uh, a tequila and mezcal just connoisseur, like an amazing guy. So if you guys want to look him up, Lucas Aziz, and he was an amazing yeah, guy. Uh, we have uh, Tony Valdovinos, like he's, he's a, a community activist here in Phoenix. And so different ranges and different you know sort of people that we have on the podcast. And we, we appreciate all of them for coming in and telling a story, just like how you're having me here. You know, I hope, you know, what we're doing inspires other people to do it. But. That's what we want to do with our podcast, ultimately, bring in people, tell their stories, tell our stories, and hopefully you are entertained by it. And so that's what yeah. we continue to do it. I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, thanks again for sharing that. Again, if you um, are looking for a podcast you know, that covers that spectrum and you can relate and you you know want to be inspired, dude, check them out 100%. Big fan of theirs. And Coronel is a big fan. I mean, that guy's Yeah, I forgot about him. He, uh, he was the first two-time guest on that so shout oh, out dude, to and you already impressed them that first two times. That's awesome. There you go, man. There it is. All right, let's just transition to our next topic. Um, you know, we get a lot, a lot of, a lot of haters saying that, hey, your podcast is all about Chiva, Chiva hermanos, Chiva hermana. I'm like, no, it's we invite folks. We we then ask them, hey, what's your Liga MX team? Yeah, and it just happens to be that they're Chiva fans. It's not like I go out there and go. Hey, give me the list of all the Chiva fans in the world, and I'm gonna only invite them. Uh, <laughs> it, just, it just, it just, it just happens to happen. It happens. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm being biased here, right? I mean, you know, I am biased, but not purposely, <laughs> right? Unconsciously. Um, let me go to Don Ramon. Hey, you did mention that you know what? You you're all in. You love soccer. You know, again, you had that transition from the Mexico to U.S. and, and all that, but you're all in in soccer. Um, what's your league IMX team? You guys are gonna hate me. Because uh, I'm an America fan through and through. Okay, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I, I, my my entire family goes for Chivas. Me and my aunt are the only ones that go for America. So every time what? there's Clasico, there's like a fight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically like that we call here the black sheep of, of the family, but I guess it would be more like the black goat of the family. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> No, it's crazy because like, I get the same thing. It's like, well, the Chivas is a Mexican only team, and you gotta cheer for them. They're our team. And I'm like, no, I like what Blanco. It's my team now. Uh, yeah, that was gonna get, I was gonna ask like, what was the what? factor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blanco. So, so yeah, there you go. About that. Is that is that the reason why you like America, or tell us about how you became an America fan? Yeah, no, honestly, it's just because of him. So, uh, and I think maybe that's something different with my generation, where we're not really like, this is my team. It's like, I really like this player. So I'm like, okay. okay. And so, but, you know, since he moved on, you know, whatever, like, I, I was crying. Uh, this was like in 2007. He was, uh, it was an America versus Pachuca final. And he scored that last minute free kick. Um, and that was his last game ever with America, you know, until a few years later. 
And I was crying because I knew he was going to go to the MLS. And I was like, you can't leave. You can't leave. And, and with him, man, it was just, it started at the 98 World Cup. That's where, but, you know, like the Mina and all that stuff. And so I must have been like five or six years old at that time, but I remember it. And yeah. so it's uh, it's something that always stuck with me. And so when uh, when El Matador played for America as well, that's when I, I really supported the team. And um, the Mochoa, all these guys that came after. And so it's that, that's that's my team man like i love it and uh I, my goal in life is to go to El azteca and then watch them i saw him i saw them here actually a few years ago in phoenix with uh america playing manchester united i was there at that game so it was really fun to see both of my teams there and uh, i think america won so it worked out <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that both of your teams actually played each other that that must have been one of those like surreal things where you're like, man, this is like, like decisions, fun. decisions, like. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're gonna be like the red carpet. We're gonna be like the red carpet. What were you wearing? <laughs> America jersey, man. I was more new fans though, but it, it was awesome. <laughs> so, that's cool, man. That's cool. A again, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna hate on you. Again, you know, I started really following La Selección Mexicana when I was, you know, 94. That World Cup was my iconic kind of like okay this is my team like yeah. i'm gonna follow mexico because i told you before i grew up playing other sports so it wasn't until that 94 world cup in the u.s that i decided dude this is an awesome team you know again my to everybody's everybody probably has that like you know if i were to see this player i would literally like i would freak out i would fanboy yeah. fangirl out and for me it's um you know it's jorge campos right like if I were to see him and talk to him and spend time with them and maybe even have a drink with, I don't have any drinks in it. I don't even know. Maybe wear sandals. Maybe go sandal yeah, right. shop. <laughs> uh, I would freak out, dude. I would be like, dude, this is not real. Pinch me, dude. Like that's my that's my boy, you know. And he's not a chiva. He's he's a you know he's he's a puma. Uh, puma. But mm -hmm. but you know, Guatemala was another player. Dude. I liked him. I loved him. And then was be and then was later on where I became a chiva fan. Or, you know, again, it really didn't affect, it didn't really sway me, right? What swayed me is the fact that, you know, it was all Mexican teams, the players, like you said, it was that one player, and of course, Chicharito was a big factor, but before then, um, it was, uh, you know, Osvaldo Sanchez, and then it was just a bunch of players that I just connected with. Um, but, to your point, you know, again, it, was, it, started, it started somewhere. There's an origin story. And, yeah, we're hating right now. Me and Gabriel are like, dude, I don't know why we're talking about this. But no, I mean, we have respect. We all have an origin story of why we no, follow a team. No, the, the, here's the thing I, I really like about Gokemo. And, and I try to, like, show videos to my girlfriend of, like, why he's so, like, charismatic and, and ecmatic figure, you know? Because we, we have good players. We have a Raul Jimenez right now, right? Great mm -hmm. player. Great person. But is he a Gokemo Blanco? I don't think so because it doesn't have that picardia. Like when he's playing, you know this guy, whatever he does with the ball is great. And then whenever you get him mad or whenever he starts fooling around, that's the side that I love, you know, because that's that's the Mexican side of like, you know, tiene, tiene, you know, ganas. I was going to say another word, but. <laughs> say it. Tiene huevos. Huevos, yes. And I don't see that in La Selección now, and I don't want to dive too deep in, into it, but I don't see that guy just, you know what, this is my time. We're good. We're going to do this. Calm down. And if they mess with us, we're going to mess with them. And so that's what I loved about it. He would throw elbows. He would fights. Like you, you know, all these guys trying to get in his head. And yeah, he was fearless. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's what I loved about him. You know, he. If, I remember the, that goal uh, celebration he had against, uh, uh, what's his name? His name is blanking right now. Ricardo something. I don't know. The coach from the 2006 World Cup. Uh, I don't know. 
Um, but anyway, he, which, what, he, what was the celebration? Is it the, is it the iconic that, or which one was it? No, no when he, he peed. Uh, no, it's the one where he laid right next to him. He just looking at him. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I love, man. That's what like soccer's about <laughs> and being Mexican. It's like you, yeah. you know, you get it back, you know. And, and so there was some issues between both of them, and so when he scored, he went and laid down in front of him, and then he couldn't believe it. He was just like. I can't believe it. And so that's what I mean. That's what I love about him. You know, I, I love the goals and, and the tricks and the passes and all this stuff, but there's nobody like him right now. And so that's what I miss about La Selección too, where you know this guy's going to give it his all. Se, se va a matar por la, por la camiseta. And mm-hmm. I don't see it in La Selección. It, and it stands me, but I hope one day there's someone like that again. So we'll yeah. see. That is a great, a great transition to the next next topic, which because we just had, you know, the elimination uh, matches the first round, right? We had uh, Mexico coming across, you know, winning pretty much undefeated, even though there was a tie at the end, leader of the group. Uh, but to what you're saying, I've been I've been echoing the same thing, but I've been comparing Guatemala is another great example. So yes, but the other example I've been giving is that we don't have a Rafa Marquez in this team right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have that player. That is telling people like, let's go, like, dude, put it all, all ball, you know, everything, put it all to the all, lay it out in the field, dude. This is like bleed it, win it, and, and this is why, this is why the U.S. has won the last few tournaments because we're missing that killer instinct. We don't have that, and, and when I see that Mexico just lets some, lets this team, it, it doesn't matter what team it is, and we always, you know, play down to the competition. We let them hang around. And before you know it, they punch us in the face, right? And, and, and no other team does it more than the U.S. If you let the U.S. stick around, and it's been proven over the years that they always find a way to come back and win, and they did that this year, and it sucked. <laughs> but once we have that person, and, it, and there, it's in, I, I have a feeling that that player is in there. They just need, like you said, be like a Cuauhtemo or Rafa Marquez to finally let those levels drop a little bit and be like, "F this," you know, because they're, they're all young. They're all like squeaky boys right funny. now. They're like, they're like, "Hey guys, this is fun. I'm here." They're probably like, "You know what, Chinga, su madre." Uh, I'm going to step up and say, "You guys need to step up, dude. We're not gonna lose to the U.S. We're not gonna let Panama, you know, tie us and score on us first. This is not who we are. That is what's gonna take us to the next stop." So my question is, who do you think that player is going to be? Because it, it's, it's gonna, it has to happen in order for us. It's ha- who do you so, think that player is gonna be? So I'll make the comment first that there, there's a lot of leaders in La Selección. So there's different types of leadership. You know, there's more quiet and reserved, lead by example, more, more. They don't split it on the, but maybe locker room kind of leadership. Um, and you know, uh, I was having a watch party with Casido Oyama uh, and a super mojado from El Three Online, and he mentioned Shout that. Out to super. And he, uh, Cido was mentioning that he, right now, is Guardado and Memo Chua. Those are the two leaders right now in the selection. But I told him, you know who I really like? That whenever there's a fight, he's the first one there. Edson Alvarez. He's the first one. He's the first one. Like when he, uh, I think they played against uh, the U.S. a few years ago. And, uh, like the Matt Miazga or whatever, he did like a little thing to Lainez. For Lainez, uh huh. First one that was there is Machin. And he was like, he's like, we're right here. There you go. And that's what I love. The guy that's always there first, the, the guy that's always killing himself, the guy that's always going to stick his neck out for his teammates. And that's the only one out of this new generation that I'm seeing like this is the guy. I don't see that in Cesar Montes. I don't see that in Johan Vasquez, Alexis Vega, Antuna. I don't see that in anybody. But I do see it with 
with uh, Edson Alvarez. And so I, I love him. And I mean, I don't want to you know, toot my own home, but I'm Americanista, no? But uh, <laughs> different there. But that's what I mean. I love the guy. And, I, and, you know, he came from the bottom. You know, he used to take the taxi to go to practice because he couldn't afford, to, you know, his parents couldn't take him. And that's what I mean. Like, it's, this is the guy that, that has that hunger. And I think that's missing in a lot of the players. Yeah, you had me until Americanista. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I would say yes. Edson Alvarez is one that I've been thinking about because I've seen that as well. Now, he's got to find that balance. I get it. He just, you know, he had two yellows. He didn't play in the last game because of that. But I'm starting to see that from him. I mean, first of all, his nickname, freaking El Machin. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, dude. That's a freaking badass name, you know, El Machin. Uh, but I see that from him. I see Chucky too. Chucky is 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 getting a little heated, dude. He gets like he, I think he had he, yeah. He's he, he's done getting freaking tripped, punched, kicked. That guy gets abused, and he's yeah. finally like, I've had it, dude. And I think the Italian league has been good for him because, dude, that Italian league is beating him up. But yeah. he is gonna get better for it. So I see that combination of both those two, and then hopefully mm-hmm. you know some of these younger players, um, you know, are gonna start feeding off of that. Uh, but I agree with you. And Machine is definitely one I see that has that potential. He's starting to show signs. He just find, mm-hmm. needs to find that balance. But I can see him being the next, you know, we call the U.S. killer because that was Rafa Marquez. Like, the U.S. hated Rafa Marquez. They, they, that was like the villain of the U.S. Yeah. And Machine, dude, I see you being, dude, Machine, I, I, you're, I don't, of course he listens to this podcast. Yes, Machine. Thank you for <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, Machine. Big fan. Uh, later, you, he's you're next in line, my friend. <clears throat> yeah no definitely I, yeah yeah i agree yeah, i agree i mean the older generations like what you were saying like guardado ochoa miguel herrera like they're on their way out like to be completely realistic so we have to find uh the younger players see what's the little leadership uh, mentality that we need right now i can see chucky of course i can see him uh i'm hoping i can see alexis vega i mean on the field he's a beast but maybe he needs like that mentality to bring to the other teammates so that's my hope for him but yeah of course i i think they are there are leaders we just have to step it up we have to step the game up we need to like immediately and that's yeah. one that I, one that I thought had it, but um, I don't know. He hasn't. He hasn't stepped to that plate. Was Tecatito, right? Tecatito has this arrogance to him, like he can, he can, you know, he just, you know, he can just, you know, maneuver and just trick and really make people look stupid in the defense. But he never goes for the goal. He's always. I feel like he always goes for the assist or goes for that. But he just needs. And he even said, I think in the last interview, he said, "I need to score more goals. Like I need to go and." He finally did, and and I think Gabi. I remember Gabi's post like about time. <laughs> about time, Tecatito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like three before that goal. Yeah, exactly. And I keep going, and I think that's where Vega has. Vega also has that killer instinct where he's just like, I'm gonna go. Of course, unfortunately, he got injured, and I think he's recovering pretty soon. Yes. But um, you know, getting dude, I said get the best of the best, uh, but definitely El Machine. But I yeah, of course. I, yeah, I I think I do think it's also a mentality thing that they have to get on like uh, yeah we have to win like you said uh we have to get it going we have to good things the right way we have to get into that groove i don't know how to how to say that like we have to win like we have we cannot be that passive anymore like we have to make it done yeah one way or yeah. another 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's super passive though, man. I, these games are starting to get to a point where like, okay, yes. so are you... Be, great example, El Panama game last With one. Panama, Panama, yeah. Went there, Panama, Panama went in there and said, hey, we're going to punch you in the face. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, that's all... Dude, gr- you know, Panama, you're showing freaking signs of life, but where's yes. Nico? Yes, uh, yes. Ramon, what did you think about that last game? Because we, you know... We won the first two. We're feeling good, and then Panama comes and goes, bam, right in your face. Exactly, like reality. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll make it clear. I'm disappointed in La Selección. I, they, they didn't show anything this summer. They didn't. They weren't able to win anything. The qualifiers haven't really improved my view of them. Um, I, I don't know why we don't have a closer look at Tata. Not that I want him fired, but I think there should be more push for him to be better, because we've already given him like year and a half and no salen resultados and me seeing these qualifiers just kind of disappoints me it's like when is mexico just gonna say hey we're the best we got we got 100 million people in this country we can't find 23 good guys to like go and you know about yes. la, la qualificatoria and, and just go to the world cup like when when we like uh, how you're saying uh, uh z we play to the level of their competition we shouldn't be doing that you know, because at the end of the day, our goal is not to qualify into the World Cup. The goal is to win the World Cup. So if we're struggling to get there in the first place, yes. it makes me think that they're going to be good. And like against uh, Argentina, Brazil, Italia, yeah. Spain, Holland, all these England, all these teams that are on the rise. You know, England has, if uh, Jordan Sancho can't go, he has Rashford to go take his place. We don't have that luxury. So we should be striving to better, you know. And so I love that. Panama. That you know made the World Cup last time, but are just on the way down. If we're struggling with Jamaica and then Azteca, it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, we should be better. We should expect more from that selection. We shouldn't be happy with the one-one tie, you know. Um, and and that's what makes me a little bit preoccupado. What this is doing, you know. Yeah. Watching the U.S. game and uh, Z, like you were saying, they have that killer instinct. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's the academies or the European play, but I, I saw Ricardo Pepe, the guy that just you know uh, said no to the selection, killer guy, man, and we lost out on him. And so that's what I mean. Like, where is our guy like that? You know, when's the wh- where's the new young stud that you know as soon as he touches on the field, give him one one touch and he's there. And, yeah. and I said it in the beginning. If you look at the El Trio on my podcast, I said uh, the U.S. is going to qualify first, Mexico second. And that's and that to me that's it. We don't really need to worry about anybody else. But Mexico shouldn't be struggling with those selecciones because to me it it just doesn't make sense. We have the resources, we have the players. What's going on? Why does this happen every four years where we're like, oh man, are we gonna make it? <laughs> well, I love that. Yeah. I I love what you said. Like we shouldn't be struggling to qualify at all. Like we yeah. should be worried right now to make it to the fourth game, fifth game, or whatever. Like we should be worrying about winning the freaking World Cup, not worrying about qualifying. Yeah, I agree yeah, completely. We've been, we've completely. Been, we've been doing, we've, it's the same novella all the time, right? We're constantly going through the cycle. And it's I the same up, drama. Yeah, and I brought this up. I was like, you know what? I, I've, I've said this before, but of course it's not going to happen, wishful thinking. But I'm like, dude, I, Mexico should be in a Como Bowl, go up against Brazil, Argentina, all these teams, and be at their level. But they're like, but where we're like, why should you be worried about that? Mexico's it's gonna they're gonna elevate their game and go after these teams. And you think about it, we give Brazil and Argentina trouble when we really play our game. Yeah. But yeah. it's the fact that that fact that we're you know in our in in the Coca-Cola, we're the top one or two, you know, depending on the season. 
that these teams elevate wanting to go after us. You know what? We need to re- we need to be on the other side and be like, hey, we need to go after the Argentina and the Brazils. No, and, and, and play and play that constant constant killer instinct game. No, yeah, that uh, Mexico should be back in the Copa America, uh, or if anything, do the whole intercontinental Copa America where the U.S. and you know Mexico is, is playing against these other teams and. I, I don't know, man. Like, it makes me worried, you know, because like I said, I, I'm, I'm 28. Every single World Cup has been, you know, uh, has been disappointed basically since I grew up. And so it's just like, when is it going to happen? You know, um, I, I, there was the, what am I saying? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Uh, no, I, there, there was this commercial for the, the 2018 World Cup where you see the kid as like a 10 year old and he's cheering. And then the 16 year old, and then he's cheering, and then he's like 28 and he's cheering. And it's like, man, that's kind of sad because none of those World Cups we did anything. We didn't win. <laughs> so I was just like kind of getting a little worried. I was just like, uh, that, is this ever going to happen? So anyway, I, La Selección, we just got to be better. That's bottom yeah. line. It doesn't matter. You have how to we, be. You got to win. That's you know, it. We get yeah. to the point. I know, I know that people say, like, hey, we're always going to cheer for La Selección. But you know what? There is, there, there, there gets a time, there gets a limit where we just say enough. Like, you need to start changing thing up gabby i want to put this on you um there was wasn't there wasn't there like recent um news about la porra de de las chivas kind of saying we're not going to travel yes yes well so due to very poor performance on chivas uh una de las porras i'm I'm sorry i'm going to say this in spanish una de las porras uh decided to uh take back the support because there is a huge group in Mexico City uh, and if you've heard they call it La Capital Rojiblanca because everywhere Chivas goes or well almost everywhere Chivas goes they're local like most of the time and uh, Mexico City is uh, no exception and there's this huge group of people and supporters that go to the airport follow them to their hotel and back to the stadium or whatever and this time they decided like hey uh we're so fed up um we're done right now and we're not welcoming the team uh to the city and yeah we're 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 done at the moment because of poor results about because they don't want Busetich there anymore or whatever whatever so that is like uh in my opinion like that's very bad that's that's huge because they were not they're not getting the support of this huge group. I don't know if they're going to the stadium, maybe not. So that's going to be like a uh, huge news. So, yeah. And a great impact maybe to the fan base uh, in Mexico city for Chivas. So that's again, right. When it gets to a point where, Hey, where do we as fans? But that's never happened them? before. I mean, uh, Chivas has had like a fair share of, of, of failed tournaments over the years um, since the last championship and i mean we are like always there no matter what in a way like supporting and behind the team and it's okay it's bad and i'm angry or whatever but i'm a chiva blah 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 but this time i don't remember like in recent um years or times where the these huge groups are like we're done yeah. And, and, and that's, 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 that's huge. And that's why, that's why I brought it up because I'm like, hey, you know what? I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those moments. And I think we could tie it back to La Selección. You know, are we ever going to get to that point where we're just like, dude, this is, this is the same novela, right? I think if we you? don't qualify, I mean, God forbid, if Me- Mexico doesn't qualify, then it'd be like, 
a huge t- turning point for the fan base. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I'll, well, I'll make this point because we're talking about Chivas and La Selección. They're, they're, they go hand in hand, in my opinion. Yeah. Because Chivas plays with only Mexicanos, obviously La Selección as well. So when you have to rely on on only Mexicans, you need to have a steady stream of, a stream of talent. But in my opinion, based on what I've seen, it, it's so hard for Mexican teams to let go of their stars. For example, we see Sebastián Cordova in, in América. He's not young anymore. He's 24, all right? So in terms of soccer terms, right? Um, I would like... <laughs> <laughs> but he should have been gone three or four years ago to Europa. He should have been gone. But a lot of what these teams try to do is put a high price tag on these guys where they're not able... The clubs in Europe are like, you know, we're not going to pay for that. They're going to pay that for a Brazilian or Argentina, but not for a Mexican because the proven track record isn't there. So why am I going to spend $10 million on Sebastián Córdoba when I can go get three or four Ecuadorians or whatever, Brasileños, who might be the next star? So that's what I mean. Like Mexican teams have to be more willing to give up for them to grow. But it's an investment where you're not going to make your money right now. You're going to make your money later. But the thing that affects the Mexican league, too, is that no hay dinero. You see Pumas, they're not able to purchase players because they don't have money. Chivas is always struggling because they have to buy Mexican players. They bought uh, Oribe Peralta, who can't pick a soccer ball anymore for some reason. And but, he's the highest paid player. And he but, doesn't play. That's the only option they had. you know. Of so they, course. Of course. But, and what happened with when Orbelin left, and now they want him back, like, yeah, right. And Cruz Azul is, like, asking for, like, triple the price. Yeah, exactly. Because... Yeah, you have to do that. You have to rely on only Mexican players, and mm-hmm. all the Mexican play- players available are like super expensive right now. So, yeah, yeah, how can you build that up? So the solution, to my in my point of view, right? Because I'm because I'm an expert. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> right, you need to invest in the youth system. The more money you put in the youth system, the more canteranos van a pasar not only from Chivas but la selección as well. The only way we can find out what Mexico has is by giving everyone a chance. You know, we saw that with um, what's his name, uh, Bielsa, who he was a, a, the scout for Atlas. And he found Osvaldo Sanchez, Pavel Pardo, all these guys that eventually went on to transition to La Selección. But they were part of the youth system of Atlas. So imagine if every single team in Mexico, La Federación said, you know what, let's pour more money into this. Let's go into Los Pueblitos and, and let's find these kids. Let's bring them up. And then eventually ship them out. And now we have 40, 50. We're not doing, uh, you know, I know, I know Z, you knew you do an, uh, extranjeros, you know, imagine if we have 50 to track, you know, that'd be great. You know, that'd be, that's, it's a lot of work, but it'd be great. Right. And so that's what I mean. That's the solution for Chivas to, to La, La Canterano, invest the money, find those kids, bring them here, have them go through the youth system because then you're never going to run out of stars. Esteban Tuna, cool. We got this new kid. Alexis Vega, cool. We got this other new kid. Yeah. Selección igual. If you got 50 guys in Europe, you don't have to worry about, oh, let's get a, you know, Chapito. Let, let's beg Carlos Vela to come play. No, we got, we got way too more. And that's my opinion. That's the solution. Invest yeah. in the youth system, bring them up. We're not going to see this in, the, in this World Cup. We're not going to see it in the 2026 World Cup. But from that, we're going to be seeing the results. And plus, we have the Mexican American kids in the U.S. Ricardo Pepe, we lost. Julio um, Araujo from LA Galaxy might be switching, Efraín Álvarez. So that's what I mean. There's a lot of players growing up in the American youth system as well that the Federación has. That's that's like 150 million people that we can look into 
for talent. And I think we can get it. We just have to invest the time and the money. Yeah. So hopefully, let's send this to the La Federación. And, you know, they can put me, Z, and Gabby on it. And, you know, we'll make it happen. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Man. I'm That's down. Saying. I'm down. Yeah, we, we have the solution. We are the experts. Like, reach out to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. okay, so... Uh, that's a great way to close up this this uh, this podcast, man. We we went from you know again, you know going from what what unites us, you know how do we end up you know where we're at, you know here in the U.S. You know we were we were born in Mexico, came to the U.S., but we have that same united passion. But to the point is, hey, we care so much about this team that we want them to do better, and we know they can do better. We just have to have people to also see it and have that same passion. And we have to find that, that that not only one player, man. Honestly, dude, we always focus on that one player, but we need to have a whole team with that mentality, dude. We're unstoppable, you yeah. know? Like, if we can have that team looking at it going, this is like, we can't. Like, we have to, like, you know, when it comes to these teams, we have to outscore. We have to dominate. We have to come in. We have to, you know, punch them in the face and say, hey, we are the kings of this area, and we deserve better. You know, let's go play against the other We teams have to create say, hey, that spot again. We have to. Yeah, and we have to let people know, like, dude, we're about to be Mexico. Dude, that's scary. Like, I don't want to play with them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah, so this of is course. a good conversation, man. So time flies. Time always goes. We can only spin out. But, you know, again, you did mention Three Online. Shout out to Three Online. Shout out to Super Mojado, who just became a U.S. citizen. Uh, I, I reached out to him and said, hey, we want you on to talk about that. Because, uh, you know, dude, marketing. He can't be called that anymore. <laughs> He's a U.S. citizen. Switching uh, to <laughs> Capitan America. Yeah. yeah, he's like super mojado. I'm like, no, you have papers now, so you can't be yeah, called yeah. that. <laughs> You're a citizen now, so we gotta we gotta figure out his branding, man. I love the guy. He's he's very opinionated. He's very passionate about his team and about la selección. Shout out to him. We're gonna definitely get him on. Uh, and Gabby can uh, you know geek out another Chiva hermano. But uh, it was nice having a, <laughs> a having a rival of America hearing your origin story. Finally, and see if we can get along. This is so good. We can get along as long as we're not wearing the jerseys. And then once we wear the jerseys, we're like, oh. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> I thought about it too, but no, I wouldn't. Next yeah, time. I next time. Because I think we have so much to talk about. Like, we have, like, a more, like, we can talk again after the qualifiers. 100%. I don't know. 100%. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I was already putting it on the calendar. Let's I'm sorry. I'm we'll so reach out to Don Ramon's assistant and his executive <laughs> uh, and find out. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, before you cut it, uh, just shout out to all the L3 online crew, man. They do so much work, and, and I don't really tell them that I appreciate them. And uh, shout out to Joe, who gave me the opportunity to be part of the, the L3 online family. And so nothing but good things are coming uh, to L3 online. So if you guys haven't heard of them, uh, we cover all the, the Mexican national teams and, uh, and players, um, as well as the clubs uh, in English, mostly. Uh, so if you're looking for English language content about your favorite Liga MX team, so La Selección, head to L3 online and you guys can find it there. So I appreciate it. Uh, Joe, Super Mojado, Leo, all those guys doing an amazing job. Awesome, man. I was about to go into like any final shout out. So thank you for sharing that and, and giving them props. Because, again, you know, I've done stuff with them as well. He, again, is, he's just a great person to reach out to and get the, you know, get people involved. Yeah. Uh, giving them that opportunity to, to yeah. be able to highlight and, gil- and gain skills. Um, any other shout outs there, Ramon, uh, regarding maybe your El Cafecito uh-huh. or any final statements before you go into God? Yeah, no, l- listen to uh, El Cafecito. We have a brand new video on YouTube. So if you search El Cafecito podcast, you can ch- uh, check it there. Uh, and I just want to shout out my, my soccer team, Deportivo del Valle. We start our season in a couple of weeks. So hopefully we can, we can win some games. I hurt my knee. So I probably, 
I'm going to miss the few next few games, but I'll be there cheering. So shout out to Deportivo and I uh, hope you do uh, great this season. All right, cool, man. Uh, Gabby, any final shout outs, anything to close out with? No, thank you so much for having me again. That was so much fun. I, I love this this conversation. It was like so, so, so fun. So, so good. Even though you are an America fan, but we have, we had a great time. I, I, I'm, I, I'm really happy. And, and thank you for having me again. And shout out to Stash and Lash. Go follow Stash and Lash, please. It's all about it. Yep. Definitely. Keep, keep us, keep us in the loop. Um, again, Ramon, thank you for taking the time, uh, for, you know, being able to accept our invitation. Tell us your story. Um, again, this is what PV is all about hear your story don't forget to follow us um on all of our all of our platforms definitely on youtube you know subscribe to our channel if you want consistent news stories of you know members across the soccer community that have a connection for la selección for pancho Villa's army for your El liga mx team even mls team like we're all about soccer here in the u.s but with the origins of la selección this is who we are um if you want to be a guest if you have an interesting story or if you know somebody who's, who who know has an interesting story DM me, send me a message, let me know. This is how we get these amazing folks um, that we know. I'm like, dude, that would be great to have them on. Please feel free to share. But with that, uh, El Coronel uh, is missed. Uh, hopefully we'll get him back soon. He's such a popular guy. Uh, I feel like he just passed. Oh, we missed El Coronel. God bless him. He's oh, still alive. He's go. still alive. <laughs> we yeah. just miss him. He's busy. Yeah. Uh, but with that, here from Phoenix, Arizona, or Arizona to La Ciudad de México, El, Cor El Sargento. Gabi and Ramon signing up. Historia para contar y hay un chingo de estrellas difícil para terminar y la banda norteño nos enfiestamos son las 3 de la mañana y no paramos la cerveza en la hielera las enfriamos y aunque lleguen los hey, gabi, start, 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 uh, start drinking a lot and going out in public and find sponsors Monday <laughs> I said, start I'm drinking sorry. a lot and go out and find sponsors for us. Uh, I, I'm going to have a reputation. I, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do it once or twice.